Hello, this is the All Ireland Podcast, and with me I have Siobhan Shields of Great White Lives. So thanks very much for joining me, Siobhan. You're very welcome, Don. Cheers for having me on. Um, I suppose just to get the ball rolling, um, can you tell me the story behind Great White Lives? Um, how did how did the band get started? And um, for the uninitiated, how would you kind of describe your music? Oh, that's always a hard one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how I got started, um, I suppose, like, well, I studied music. Um, I went to university and got my master's in jazz performance. And um, through that, I was involved in lots of different music projects. Some of them jazz-based, some of them not. And um, yeah, like I was... I, was, I started a choir, a gospel choir, and that was a big part of my life for seven years. Like we played Glastonbury, we um, played in France, you know, internationally and stuff, and it was great. Um, but yeah, the amount of God that was in it was starting to put me off <laughs> because I loved the music, but I didn't like, yeah, I didn't, I'm not a big fan of religion. So um, yeah, so I had to step back from that. And then I was kind of at a loss creatively and I just started writing again. Like I hadn't written since I was a teenager. And um, out of that, I suppose. And um and it was formed from friends, friends of mine from university and um friends that live nearby and live by me as well. So yeah. Um you're from Donegal, is that correct? Yeah, in a shown in County Donegal, right up the top. And where where did where did you meet at university? Which university did you go to? Um I was in McGee. Um, whenever I met uh, the pianist in my band, Neil, he's also got a good old band, Comrade Hat. Um, he was doing his, and he's amazing. He's such a talent. It's yeah, uh, it's it's. I'm very very lucky to have him as a friend and as a musician in my band. Um, and he actually produced the album as well. And yeah, Ruth, she actually lives quite close by. She was in the gospel choir. We've been friends for a long time, and um. Sally, who also lives nearby, she whenever she 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 was at the band at the start, and then, yeah, the drum and the bass player they were just friends, local friends. So, yeah, very nice. Uh, so, um, in terms of the music itself, how would you kind of describe it to someone who's never who's never heard it before? <clears throat> I suppose it's a fusion of lots of different influences. There's there's definitely jazz in there, there's soul, there's pop, there's a bit of trip hop, there's, um, it's kind of a fusion of, of everything that's influenced me, packed, <laughs> packed into, which packed into my writing. Um, like people have, uh, like Regina Spector, and then on the other hand, then we're described the same as Portishead, and, Live, I think, is a very different experience from um, from the album as well. So, um, because we do so much improvisation, and you never know where it's going to go. Um, so, yeah, I'm finding it kind of hard to find um, a band or an act to compare ourselves with. So, Dylan, if you have any um, ideas, or well, anybody... I suppose I would ask, like, you know, people make those comparisons. Do you think those are accurate or would you kind of disagree when people say things like that? Um, I think there's an element of Regina Spector in there, probably. Um, um, there's an element of Portishead, I suppose, just with the dark 
trippy yeah bits that we do um but yeah i find it i find it hard to find somebody to just say yeah if you like them you'll like us <laughs> and, and that's really hard and it's a really hard thing to say to people so yeah i don't know i'm just gonna keep going doing my own thing yeah we're great white I'm doing my thing and though is there any though is there anything that you really look to in terms of inspiration or do you or do you really just focus on doing your own thing yeah no I really do focus on doing my own thing um I do take inspiration from other music other ideas um either what musicians are exploring musically or thematically um one person like i would love to write a prince song i would love to write okay. a song you can dance to your funky ass song i haven't done that yet well i have but not a prince one <laughs> but um yeah so i suppose i'm i'm looking towards um i, I know my writing at the minute i'm looking towards trying to create moods trying to create a tone yeah. um not really thinking about where the music direction is going to go or where the influences are taking me. I'm just trying to create that emotional space mm -hmm. on like, yeah. So that's, that's what I'm doing at the minute. Uh, yeah. At the minute anyway. And, um, do you think, do you think that mute, do you think that kind of mood or that aesthetic for lack of a better word is based on personal experiences? Like, is it based on anything in particular or is it just, purely the desire to create that kind of mood oh definitely like I I have I'm very very lucky that I can music can be really cathartic for me yeah and um, whenever you come across situations or situations or people or conflicts or just something in yourself that you can't seem to resolve um with, with myself if I get really torn up about something I'll just go to the piano and I'll just or grab an instrument or just go and write something and don't try and not not second guess myself not um critique it just let it come whatever it is um and that's been really good and there's a few times where I've done that and it was just a catharsis and I never thought it would go anywhere and now like I'm not the bitch is one of those pieces that's on the album and um that was never meant to be on the album that was never meant to be released it was just a catharsis so um yeah I definitely use it as a catharsis I also use it as a way to kind of navigate my feelings and figure out because sometimes whenever something happens that's um maybe there's just too much for you to comprehend I think going going through music and getting through that murkiness and that muddiness and and um and maybe something so intense kind of washes that away so I can see things clearer and I've kind of got that bit off my chest. So it might turn into an album and it might just be for my own self-development. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. Um, it's yeah. a bit kind of um, dynamic. It's a bit um, spontaneous, maybe. Would that be a way of describing it, the process? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, like there is there's a mythology mythology that's not right <laughs> methodology <laughs> um, i do i collect i collect all my ideas i collect all my stories i collect all my lyrics any musical ideas and i like i gather them in places where i know where they are and what kind of tone they are and what kind of energy they have or um tempo stuff like that and then 
but then I also have just run off. I just go to the piano and see what comes out. So there is a mixture between trying to sit down every few days at the minute, just write something and just to keep keep myself going. So there's like a, a there's like the spontaneity would happen. Um, or maybe like an issue would come up that I feel like I really need to address. I suppose like the abortion rights referendum. Okay. Um, just because the anniversary was a couple of days ago. So like one of our songs read, I wrote based on my experience of that. So, um, and that helped me process everything because I was working as a canvasser. Um, yeah, it helped me, helped me process stuff. And, I, um, and it helped resonate. I really liked the idea that can connect with others. So other people understood where I was coming from. Yeah. Yeah, so I really like that whole idea of it really being kind of, um, forgive me to say maybe on the fly, might um, like maybe that's not really the right way of saying it, but you know, no, you're no. definitely you know you definitely wait for something to be very passionate about to to write a song about. Um, so I suppose kind of the question I want to ask around that is, um, you know, you brought out your first EP in 2015, for example. When it comes to bringing out something like an EP or an album. Do you think it's kind of a different process to bring out just a single by itself? Is it a harder thing to do or is it a different kind of process? Well, I suppose I can only talk about what I've done. And I started with the EP because I wanted to give people a, an idea of, of what we were. Nobody's heard of me. Nobody's heard of what I do. So EP kind of gave, gave the platform so people could know what I was about. Um, and then, you know, that gigs got me to meet further, further musicians and, and expand my musical career and then I was working towards the album I knew I wanted to do an album because I was seeing everybody releasing you know an EP here and an EP there and I know just the way that the music industry is changing that albums might not be the most sellable thing yeah. um, but I really like the idea of having everything just having um, a whole oeuvre, I suppose, that um, marks that time in, in your musical life and marks where, where you've grown as a person and what you've achieved and who you've encountered. And I really like it as a, like a, a stamp mark. So there, like, so it was like late last year when the album came out. So that's tw end of 2019, that's the start. So that's letting everybody know what's going on up until now. And I really like the journey of an album. I think that's me personally. I don't know if, I know there is lots of other people who love and listen from an album from start to finish and just see where, where they take you on this journey, where the musicians take you. And I kind of wanted to do that through the album process. I did release singles prior to the album, you know, as in a release to build up to it. And the year before I'd released other singles as well, just to kind of keep, your toes wet if you know what I mean let people yeah. know that you're around um but yeah as an artistic process um I I would love to do another album I, I think it would probably be um but yeah and probably keep releasing singles as you go along just to kill, let people know that you still exist and keep trying to keep um connection with your audience so you would kind of view an album as like kind of a snapshot in time if that makes sense like that's how the artist 
um, was feeling or this is what they were doing at this particular time. Is that a good way of putting it? Yeah, yeah, I suppose emotionally and musically and what they're exploring, because through Chrysalis, I learned a lot um, and I know that there's elements of that that I want to expand on and there's elements of, of that album that I'll probably never do again. Um, so yeah, I really like it as like it's, it's a snapshot in time of where the artist is at, what they're trying to say and how they're trying to say it. And then three or four years time, everything going well, there'll be another great White Lies album where I'll have something different to say in a different way. And um, do you think that there's anything in particular that's really changed in terms of your musical, your musical style um, compared, say, take now um, compared to when the band first got started? Um, I think I've become more confident in myself. Okay. Um, I suppose because I was primarily a vocalist in university and vocals were my strength. So I would write and I'd play a bit in the piano, but I'm not nowhere near as good as Neil in my band um so I would always kind of bow to because I was working with great jazz players as well so these are experienced players they've um they know lots of things and I could learn lots from them so I kind of sat back a bit and let let my, let myself be guided and tried to take in as much as I could from all these players and people that I was surrounded by and I think now I'm just more confident in myself I know and just explore it no matter what. Who cares where it's gonna go? Who cares if it's only an oboe um, for four minutes? <laughs> just do it, just explore it and see what happens. I've got more confidence in myself to, to play and create, I think more than I did at the start, for sure. I was very reliant on others just to keep telling me where I'm going and keep, you know, keeping me between the lines, whereas I don't really care about the lines anymore. Um, do you think that there was any particular challenges kind of getting there uh, or getting to the place that you are now in terms of a band? Um, like, is there any kind of moments that kind of stand out as being a big challenge in terms of recording or um, releasing and releasing the EP or the album? Um, keeping a band going um, is tough. Hmm. Um, it's It's tough because they're they they need to be in it for the love of it um because it doesn't pay um and that's that's fine for me because i'm writing it and it's my stuff and i'm involving four other players um there's a sense of responsibility that i find that hard to 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 handle that i'm like i'm so lucky that these people want to share their talent and their time with me but i'm it's hard to know that we're going to just keep doing this and they're never going to see a return for their the amount of time and effort that they've yeah. put in do you know what i mean um that's difficult that's difficult to balance um and i suppose you know during lockdown and everything um i'm trying to come up with ways to be more self-sufficient so i don't need five people or four people in order to do a gig i can try and do as much of it on my own so I'm not asking so much of them and then whenever they whenever we've got a really good gig 
Like I found out yesterday we we're going to be playing Phoenix Park next month. How annoying is that? <laughs> um, so that would have been a great gig for them to play at. Um, yeah, so I suppose that'd change. And then the releasing part, I'm not sure if that's going to get any easier. But I know releasing my the last single before the album came out was called Fear. And it was written in reaction to Brexit. And um, that was difficult. I, I, it's, it's this whole thing about putting yourself out and contacting people, contacting radio stations, PR people, media yeah. people, and saying, here's my music, here I am, this is amazing, look at me, look at me, look at me. Mm. Receiving no, nothing back, and then doing it again, and doing it again, and um, I find that a great toll. I, I, okay. I, um, I find, that, find that quite difficult. Um, but I think I learned from it because then releasing the album, I kind of got over that a bit. It was like, you know, understood everybody's got their own lives and you just have to keep lighting your own torch and enough people are going to see it. So yeah, just keep plowing on. I don't know how I'm going to feel about like this next single's coming out. That's why I want to be a hundred percent before I start working on it because I know I need to be mental physical space to be able to handle the tumbleweed. <laughs> If you know what I mean? Yeah, um, you sent me um, the single Soft Sea. Is that the single that you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose what's kind of the story behind the song and what can people expect from it when it does come out? Um, I, well, what did you think the story was? <laughs> well, look, I'm not, I don't really know what to make of it. Like, I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah. I just I really want to give the floor to you to really kind of sell it, I guess. Yeah, see, I like I really like the idea that um, my music can mean one thing coming out of me, and then it can mean something else whenever you yeah. the listener takes it in. Um, and like even at some of my songs I've noticed over the years have the resonance has changed with me. It was something else, but now I've grown and this, I've grown around the song, but it, it's changed for something else, which I really like. So I don't, Soft Sea um, is basically, there's a, a local beach, um, just 10 minutes down the road. Um, and I would, that, that was my, that's my daily, well, it was my daily thing for a long time, once or twice a day, I have to go down to the beach, get for a walk, get down with my dog, and just switch off, be with nature. Um, and it, it's, it's my, I suppose it keep, it just keeps, keeps me balanced. And there's, you're not balanced and the sea can be turbulent in a scary place. And, and then I like the idea that it's, it's nature and it can be, soothing and calming and then turbulent and scary and take everything from you at once um yeah so it's something along land lines <laughs> it's yeah, like, um, and i think that's <laughs> something that i heard in a few of your songs like um i kind of get the sense that like nature is a big theme would that be would that be correct Sorry, you cut out there. Can you say that? No, again? sorry. I kind of got, I kind of got the feeling from a few of your songs that like nature is kind of a big theme. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Nature keeps me 
keeps me grounded. It keeps keeps me connected. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, it's definitely a good, a huge theme in the in my music. Yeah. So, in terms of Soft Sea, is there a particular plan for it right now, or is it too early to say? Um. Well. As soon as I, at the minute, I've got I've got some health issues going on, so I haven't been able to do much on the computer. Um, but once this starts to settle, hopefully, yeah. it's just vertical. It's nothing that's going to kill me. It just means you can't be on the computer for too long or can't move about for too long. Um, okay. And so, like releasing this releasing a single means you need to be on your emails. You need to be contacting people all the time. And I want to be able to do that properly. Mm. So once this um, vertigo decides to leave um then i'll be on it it'll be six or seven weeks after that the, re the release will be out and i have a fantastic video did i send you the video i don't think so um, um right we'll keep a look out for it because the video is amazing it's made by um uh, a visual uh visual artist film artist in the north um and Mark McCauley and he what he does is amazing it's just it's like spinning teacups and houses in space it's so it's weird uh, but it's beautiful yeah and I suppose kind of then a um, medium to long term I know I know you kind of talked about how the challenges that lockdown has brought but keeping that in mind um in kind of medium to long term kind of basis what are your plans for the band <laughs> Um, I suppose I need to, I'm going to be using lockdown once I can to become more self-sufficient yeah. and be able to perform my stuff without um, the need for five others every time, um, <coughs> even though there's such an amazing boost. But anyway, um, and then, uh, yeah, just keep writing. I'm going to try and do some lives. I'm hooking up with other bands and seeing if we can do like a joint Zoom invite gigs kind of thing um okay. and i'm lucky that ruth lives nearby so she can come down and we can perform in the backyard um yeah it's a shame because we like this was our year to be yeah. touring ireland and i had gigs booked all over the country phoenix park next week the next month which would have been amazing um so Try and keep some sort of momentum and try and keep people aware that we're still here and we're still creating. Um, yeah, try and I need to try and earn some money <laughs> as well. Because <laughs> um, like I, I would work as a music facilitator. Okay. Um, so then it was, I'd be working with adults with intellectual and physical disabilities and that's not possible in these times. I can't be going in and out to different hospitals. So yeah, I need to find a way to promote the band while also making some money. Plan. <laughs> um, what else have you been doing with your free time in lockdown? Is there any hobbies you've taken up or anything you've decided to practice or do with the time that we have at the minute? Oh, right. Um, well, finally, I've been able to I've been able to read. So I have been deep diving into tons of books over the last just two weeks actually I've been able to read again which is great um but prior to vertigo I was learning Arabic again okay. I was making sourdough same as everybody else mm. um getting out for walks um for watching way too much every uh, post drag race and um 
yeah, just trying to catch up with friends and family. I don't know about you, but this um, lockdown has brought me so much closer to my family. We're chatting every day, maybe every other day. And because I can't go anywhere at the minute, mum's coming down for visits. So um, we're sitting out the back in the sun. So it's been very, it's been limiting. It's been also really enriching um, yeah. just to reconnect with your family again and focus on these things that you may have left behind. Like, and I have a, I have a, I have an app that recognizes bird songs. So I'm learning different bird songs and yeah. Yeah. So trying, trying to be as positive as I can through it all and try and get some. Same as all of us, I think. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> kind of like coming out of lockdown, you know, fingers crossed sooner rather than later. Um, do you think it'll be easy for bands, um, at least speaking for yourself, do you think it'll be easy for bands to um, kind of get back on the horse as it was, kind of get out and start gigging again and start recording again? Or do you think it's going to be um, more, do you think it's going to be kind of a gradual thing? I really don't know. Um, I think recording will probably be easier to get back to than gigging. Yeah. Um, I can see studios being open, I imagine, um, and people could get back in and start recording. But I, I don't know about gigs. Um, like we have, I've, I've gigs booked, I've like 400 seaters booked um, in November and I can't see that happening. Um, I can't see people being crammed into one room sitting for two hours being I, I can't see people being comfortable with it and I can't see it being illegal um, so I don't know what we're going to do for live music um, outdoor performances maybe Ireland's just starting investing in huge outdoor spaces so we can all have somewhere to play um, yeah I don't know I really I re I'm, I'm at a loss there, so yeah, I don't know. I, I understand, like it can definitely be um, a bit uncertain when it comes to at least as far as um, gigs are concerned. Um, but looking beyond um, Soft Sea, is there any particular plans for singles after that? Or are you kind of playing it by ear and going as you, planning as you go along? Oh, well, yeah, like I'm um, planning as I go along, but definitely yeah, after Soft Sea, um, I'll be releasing something new. I'm working on stuff at the minute. Um, I don't know what direction it's going in yet. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be. Okay. So it, it it could be closer to the end of the year before I release my next one. I'd say after Saucy. Well, I have Princess of Chaos as well. I don't know. There's a few. There's a few. Yeah. There's a few ideas up my sleeve. But yeah, there will definitely be more music coming. Um, I just don't know what form it will take yet. All right, well, watch this space, I suppose. Um, thanks very much, Yvonne. And um, we're almost out of time, but just to finish us off, if people want to hear more, where should they look? Who should they follow? That kind of thing. Sorry, you cut out again. <laughs> I'm just saying that we're almost out of time. So if people want to hear more, where should they look? Oh, right, yeah. Um, Great White Lies. Uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, we have our own um website greatwildlifemusic.com and uh you can buy our stuff on bandcamp or you can listen to it on all the places that you listen to um if you want to buy stuff buy it on friday 
because I get a hundred percent of the hundred <laughs> percent of the rewards. Okay. Um, because Bandcamp are doing a really good deal. Yeah, on Fridays. Okay, well, brilliant. Um, thanks a million, Siobhan, and thanks for coming on when you um, um, were suffering with the vertigo, as you mentioned. Ah, no worries. It's good, good distraction. Thanks, Dylan. Yeah, well, thanks for making some time for us today. Thanks very much. Okay, cheers. cheers. See ya. And so that was my interview with Siobhan of Great White Lies. I'd like to thank Siobhan very much for joining me today, and I'd like to thank you very much for watching his video so please do stay tuned next week for another episode of the all ireland podcast thank you very much and take care